0: Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of December 4th, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, we got tons of diving this week, so let's jump right in. And we got kicked things off with a ton of trailers that came out of CCXP, which is uh, basically Brazil's equivalent of Comic Con, like San Diego Comic Con. That's a huge convention down in Brazil. And uh, all pretty much like Amazon was down there, Warner Bros. Was down there, Paramount was down there, like a bunch of the major uh, studios were down there showing off new stuff. So we got a ton of trailers, like ton of, tons of first looks at a bunch of stuff. And. Uh, we got kicking things off with the Godzilla X Kong: The New Empire trailer. Uh, first look at the new MonsterVerse movie, which is coming out. Um, I believe it's coming out in April next year, April twelfth. And it's, it seems like it's definitely uh, quite a lot, quite a ways after Godzilla vs. Kong because, like, Kong is now like he's like gray and like aged. Apparently, it looks like. And then I think Godzilla has also been kind of hibernating or like in a cocoon, like, gaining more powers, or getting some sort of new powers. Because now his, uh, his, like, radiation blasts, like, are pink, or, like, magenta-colored. But there's, but there's, there's some sort of new threat to the Hollow Earth that is, like, is threatening the Hollow Earth and Earth, or, like, you know, surface Earth. So now they have to team up to, to stop, that, stop this new threat.
1: Um, I... I don't understand where Godzilla just vacations in the Arctic.
0: <laughs> well, He'd well, he
1: be going around just sort of protecting Earth or his territory. I don't understand how he just goes and takes a nap now.
0: Well, is home, his home in like uh, that like underwater like that like like um, magma that like Ken Watanabe goes to and like that needs the bombs like recharge him? Like mm-hmm. that's how he's like blown up because of the nuclear bomb, but yeah, he's, he's definitely, like, Godzilla's in, he's in some sort of, like, cocoon or, like, crystal or something. Like, hopefully that'll be some sort of explanation of, like, what he what he's, like, up to or, like, Yeah,
2: you just powering up. Yeah. That.
1: And be like, oh no, no, he just does this. Like, what?
0: Well, because it's weird, too, because, like, he gained, like, fire powers from Mothra in King of the Monsters, but then he didn't use that at all in Godzilla vs. Kong
1: because
0: well, it would just be a super unfair fight. Yeah, I feel like... A one, it must have been like a one-time power-up or something. It
1: was the power of friendship that yeah. did
0: that, but... Yeah, I guess
1: he cocoons to
0: get pink, so that's new. Like, yeah, to amp up, and then... It seems like, based on like the posters and stuff, it seems like the threat is There's another there's like a there might be like an evil Kong or like an evil, like giant ape is like threat. Like might I, I know the fan theory on like like uh, some places was like maybe this, it's like um because like his the eyes were like blue in the poster, so it's like it's like maybe it's like a comb- it's some sort of like hybrid of like a Godzilla and a Kong, like like a Kong that can like breathe atomic fire or something. And that's why they have to team up, because it's, it's, like, basically both... It's, like, this new threat has both their powers combined.
1: Oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about the monkey somehow having fire breath. Atomic, atomic breath.
0: That, that was just a theory of, like, because the, like, there's a poster... Cause they put out, like, three posters. Like, one was Godzilla, one was Kong, and then one was, like, another Kong. But then people were... A lot of people were thinking, like, oh, is that, like, the main villain? Like, there's, like, Star Kong or Star King or something? And then with, like... Uh, Blue, he had like blue, like like Godzilla atomic eyes, kind of. They didn't. They didn't really. They didn't really show. They didn't really show, the, they didn't really show like the what the threat is. There, there's there's a lot of like weird like Hollow Earth creatures, but like not a lot, but not really like what the like big new monster that they're fighting is. There there was like there was like I guess there was like another like there was another Kong who had like a like a skull like like bandolero. <laughs> um, so I maybe mean, it's it's either it's either like a whole like group of like evil Kongs or there's like one uh new evil Kong or something that seems like what the the plot gonna be. And there's also there's also, like a baby Kong, which I don't know if that's it's it, 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 like yeah, if it's Kong, Kong's son or like just another like a another young Kong. I
1: think it's just a young Kong. Yeah. Or like another. Deep thing, but I'm basing on the lore from that terrible King Kong game that uh, they they sort of just said, yeah, these are just monkeys on an island that just kind of were there and they kind of just disappeared.
0: Well, they all they I mean they all used to live in the Hell Earth, like like the, like they used to rule the Hell Earth, and they had the war with like the the Godzilla's and the Kongs had a war. <laughs> That was like the, that, was the, 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 that was like that oh, was like all the lore like Godzilla vs Kong. Because because Kong found that weapon that like ancient weapon that was like the like Godzilla scale. axe yeah, Ax, our, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, the, and the throne and, every, and it was like the throne and everything yeah and then like yeah, so I, I'm wondering
1: skulls and... did, did this other evil Kong fight a Godzilla recently or something or
0: like what's up with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll find out. Um Kong also has like a metal arm or some sort of like mechanical arm now. Too. I think, it's I, think, a it's... Brace. I, think yeah.
1: I think his arm breaks and then somehow they like, like you know, like craft
0: Dan Stevens and like the, the human crew like give him like a, a mechanical arm or like a, yeah, a, a biotic arm. B- arm. arm
1: that gets like a cast and then Kong just somehow uses it as his default weapon. But I I'm wondering what happened to the axe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I feel like that was super efficient. You don't <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything else. yeah, it, it 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 looks super wacky. Um hopefully it'll be fun. Godzilla vs Kong was great. Like it was that was a fun a fun monster mash movie. So and Adam Wingard is back to direct after directing Godzilla vs Kong. So hopefully this will have the same you know, fun, fun monster fights, fun story, even if it's, it doesn't make any sense. So that's that's coming in April. Uh, we also got the first trailer for Furiosa, which is the long-awaited prequel to Mad Max Fury Road, uh, which is coming out in May next year. Uh, George Miller is back to direct, as he's directed every Mad Max movie, and uh, Anya Taylor Joy is the young Furiosa, and This is going to basically tell a story about how she. Was captured and put into service for uh, Immortan Joe, and uh, Chris Hemsworth is there is like some <laughs> some character who is like look, looks ridiculous. He looks like
1: a parody of what people think Australians like do for fun and stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: He, well, he, he, I guess he, he he's, he's like another warlord or something. He's like warlord Dementus is uh, Chris Hemsworth's character. And he,
1: and he, I guess, I, I just, I would prefer if he didn't have like a ridiculous, distracting nose.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mm-mm.
1: I mean, that's, that's even before you realize what's going on, you're just like, "Why well, is Chris Hemsworthy looking like like a mix of like Perot and then, uh, like I'm free of his character, but it's like the the famous like romance guy with a giant nose. Oh, a Cyrano. Yeah, he's got, like, a Cyrano nose. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited. It looks like it's perfectly at set as a prequel. It has the same, like, s- cinematography shots, and the scale looks pretty good. You know some people, they do, like, a prequel movie, and it's completely different from where the...
0: The time timeline they want to like set is yeah. It's, it's also like like the Mad max. I mean, it's all fluid. Like it's it's all kind of just like I think George Miller's even said like nothing. It it's it, it it like it. The timelines don't matter. Like it doesn't like it's just like it, it's kind of just all this like like everything everything can be standalone. It doesn't really matter. Like he's not like. Concerned about lore, like where where it all fits with each other.
1: I don't know. I, t- as as a, a lore nerd and as someone that likes continuations and in world building, I you know everyone can kind of piece together if you want to. However, you feel like this is the new era of Mad Max, right? Like it feels like it's that.
0: It's yeah, this I mean,
1: it's a prequel, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. This one definitely. I feel it's going to much, much more tied into Fury Road. Yeah, the first, i mean, the, first, the original trilogy are all, all are all super standalone. Like, you don't need to watch any other one to watch the other ones. Like, they all—it's all—they all kind of just—they all do the same thing where they reach Max, and then he's in—he's in some totally different crazy adventure. Oh,
1: the first Mad Max movie. Uh, is the only thing I would say the first Mad Max movie is that it just feels way different from where the series like leads to.
0: Well, yeah, because the, the first one, like things seem like like compared like you know, everything else, like it's sort of normal. There's like some weirdness going on, or, or it's or it's like it's like the apocalypse like just happened, or like it's it's like sort of just starting because like there's still like nice roads and like Max like it's. it's but then, like, yeah, once you, when you get to, like, the next one, which is Road Warriors, like, it's this, like, absolute insanity. Like, there's there's giant, there's, like, you got the warlords with, like, assless chaps running around and uh, crazy vehicles and
2: barbarians. I and...
1: that
0: as maybe
1: eight to ten years later from where they start from Mad Max. Mm-hmm. And then it just devolves, like, aggressively. Yeah. Where... All Max is doing is probably going more mainland into Australia. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And Australia just looks like that. It's very inhabitable in the middle.
0: Well, I think the thing about um Fury Road and this one is that they didn't even like I think they filmed it in like uh Africa or something. It was like uh it was it wasn't even filmed in like Australia. Or or part of it part of it was filmed in Australia, and part of it was filmed like other places. But yeah, it, it it definitely has it definitely has that Fury Road, like I mean, Fury Road just like took like the aesthetics of like Mad Max just took it to like a whole other level, and this like is definitely continuing that kind of uh you know style, where it's, where it's just like huge you know huge set pieces like like kind of like every every shot could be like a poster or like a piece of art or something like um. And ho- and hopefully, hopefully, it has like all the like crazy like practical effects, which I, I'm sure I'm sure it does because George Miller is like always all, all about that. But like that was the thing about Free Road 2 is just, like all just the practical like those guys and the those giant like still like the giant poles and like the motorcycle guys jumping across like over like jumps and over the vehicles and everything. Like it was just it was basically it was like a circus like performance at times with like exp- with, like giant explosions happening
1: right right very it's very artsy in how they do the action scenes in in mad max Fury road in this Mm -hmm. where if you look at the anything from the original trilogy there's no there's more of a realistic brutality to it yeah everything seems like just drunk guys having a fight in that series where in this there's a little bit of choreography and then acrobatics that make no sense, but look just looks cool. Especially when they're like, you know, the guys in the poles and then, you
0: know, freaking Doof Warrior. Like it just seems like way (laughs) more And the war boys like spraying chrome in their faces and you know Yeah yeah.
1: silly it's silly shit that if you try that in real life just looks weird. But in the movie it just makes sense. Yeah. Huh Rosa, though I'm looking forward to it yeah it, it, I had some reserve about it but now I can understand what they're going for but the only thing is is Furiosa this is this probably takes place 20 years 15 years before the events of fur road
0: I, they probably won't say they won't they don't care yeah. but <laughs> some sometime be- sometime before we meet her in Fury Road, which he turns to there in. So we also, uh, from CCXP, we got the first trailer for the Boys season four, which is going to be coming out sometime next year on Prime Video. Which you know, not not too much, not too much, um, you know, plot wise in the trailer, but just it's like it seems like the big thing for the season four is going to be there is a, Homelander faction, and then a starlight faction and they're going to be at least like like that's like the you know p- the, pl- it's the it's the, like political factions it's like the superhero factions of like what's whose side are you on who do you believe they they're like they're like counter protesting each other and fighting each other and then um, Probably also dealing with like the follow of like you know Homelander's like murdering a guy in cold blooded in, 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 in public, and which which they mentioned in Gen V, they mentioned like oh he's like there's some sort of trial happening or something, and then also uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is joining the cast. Um, I don't, and I, I, I'm not sure if they said who he's playing, but like um he seems to he's definitely seems like some sort of like government uh agent or special like. Uh, you know, CAA or something or some sort of uh, you know, character like that. Yeah, they they have, they have they haven't said who he's uh playing yet.
1: I think they're probably gonna hold off just because it's probably gonna be some big reveal, mm-hmm. some
0: pivotal thing
1: in the show, but. In the comics, they pretty much have most of the major casts like already. The comic involves slowly with introducing more characters by the end, but you're pretty much strapped in with the uh, the main cast you have so far. Yeah, and if they do introduce someone, it, he's like out of the issue. He's out of the series by like issue the next issue. You know.
0: Yeah, there, there, there's some um, there's some new soup there, there's definitely there's some new soups uh, joining the cast as well. Um... And so that that's gonna be a kind of another wrinkle, and then also uh, the other wrinkle is like you got the uh, like the presidential election still happening, where like Newman, who's gonna like is running for VP, but all her, like shady stuff that she's doing on the side.
1: You know what they don't focus in on? It's it's Huey's friendships he has with his like really close friends. You don't see them in the comic, I mean, you don't see them a lot in the comic because they're back in, uh, Ireland, mm-hmm. but in, in the, uh, in the show, they just don't mention that at all. Like they don't give him like an awesome non-human group of friends that kind of humble him. And they're, they're quirky in their own way. Like in that world, everyone's kind of quirky, but they're
0: not a like, superhero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you uh, you the only people Huey like interacts with in the show is the boys. <laughs>
1: I know. That's why I'm like, it's just a lot of that. And then, and then, season two, or the beginning of season three, he just is not part of them. So he doesn't really yeah. hang out. He just—it's his whole job—is work. Mm-hmm. Like you know, his whole career in New York.
0: Um, but then the only, but the only person like he was like really like like interacting with was uh was Newman. Starlight. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's just like everyone's
1: just you know, spoiler alert, like superhuman. Mm-hmm. He's the only normal one, but. Again, that's why they're I feel like they're missing that just because you need a break, you need to kind of see why like a world with supers and without kind of works or both and the gray middle. I I feel like they might give them a friend somewhere <laughs> if this series keeps on going, if they really want to keep it stretched out longer than it
0: is. But uh, yes, yeah, so some, sometime next year. They haven't said when. Um, but uh, definitely can't wait for that. And then I'm definitely, I'm definitely curious how they're gonna, because basically I think they said um, like Eric Eric Crickby, like the showrunner, basically said, like toward the like toward the end of this season, like season four, of Boys is gonna like, basically kind like hand like lead off and ha- like hand a baton back to like Gen V, and so like whatever happens at the end of season four of boys is going to like lead like season two of gen v and then and the season two of gen v will lead into season five of the boys and back and forth
1: not sure
0: how i feel about that Well, i mean there definitely was some, like some huge kind of world shifting stuff that happened in gen v that could like definitely affect like the main show so we'll, we'll, we'll just see how that like kind of works in uh this this coming season and then also on Prime Video, and also coming next year, is we got the first trailer for Fallout, the uh, TV show based on the, the Bethesda <laughs> series of games. Um, although this the show is not based on any specific Fallout game, it's just gonna it's, gonna it's set in the universe of Fallout, but it's not you know it's not like Fallout Three, the the show. It's just gonna be its own thing. But uh, the tra- the trailer looks. It looks good. I mean, it looks like it looks like Fallout. They got all the like the costumes look great. Um, they got like a lot of the like, iconic stuff. They have dog meat. They got the Brotherhood of Steel. They got ghouls. They got the vault opening up. They got the music.
1: The music's kind of important to Fallout. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it until Fallout New Vegas, but Fallout Three really made that. Setting and atmosphere, the 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 new standard. Just mm-hmm. because, like, have you played a Fallout game before Fallout Three?
0: Oh yeah, I played the first one, the turn based one. Yeah, the, yeah. The, well, it's not turn based. It's like um, top. It's like t- 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 isometric, and then you um you like it's 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 definitely old. It's like an old school. It's like it's like original Diablo or something like. Just yeah, it's a
1: dungeon crawler.
0: Yeah. But,
1: yeah, I didn't play the originals until 3, then I, then I had to play some backlog. I do yeah. appreciate that almost the series always takes place in a different area and slightly different times. Mm-hmm. I think right now, the furthest in the timeline is 4?
0: Well, yeah, three, four, and then Fallout seventy six, but it is like is that like a date or is that just like?
1: I... No, seventy six is think, one of the earliest. It's like when humanity is establishing these colonies, mm-hmm. so it's their like celebration of getting out the vaults and reestablishing the new. Territories and colonies and and trade paths. That's what seventy six is. I but I don't think it's the latest.
0: Yeah, I think four, four is the latest one because that was like twenty two eighty seven is the year, and then because like new because Ve- New Vegas was twenty two eighty one and and three then for Four is ten years after fault Three, so it's like I think I think they went they've, they've, they've been going in order and they kind of like proceeding, going forward forward war with each one. Yes, I
2: think
1: seventy six is like before three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, shit, like, I yeah, I mean, sh- yeah. I, I'm more like on board that Amazon's making it than ever before, just because you told me they were making it. And this is before they prove themselves with a whole bunch of other TV shows. I'd be kind of questionable,
0: you know. It's also uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy who brought us Westworld,
1: which you know they they were ban- they banned in season five of Westworld just to get on the Fallout. So who knows? Halfway through Fallout, they well, might another offer, and I think I think, they,
0: that. I think they left to the, do the peripheral, and then that got canceled. But then. Now they're doing Fallout. So.
1: Oh, they also do the
0: peripheral. At, at some point, they did the peripheral between like Westworld and and this. So, I
1: just wish they just didn't do the peripheral. Then they could have just finished Westworld on a solid
2: note.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, definitely looks like it's going to tone. Hopefully, hopefully this will be more in the uh, you know toward the Last of Us side of the spectrum. Uh, for you know, video game adaptations.
1: Oh yeah, they they could you you, you this, this these shots could look so amazing and the tone we're praising it, and then halfway through, um, this, the the story not about what we think it is, and it's all about like having feelings and uh, <laughs> taking off your Fallout outfit and then like traveling back in time and yeah. basically a Halo TV show.
0: Well, also the thing the thing that like gives me like a lot of like uh. Hope too is that uh, that's gonna be good is like Goggins is there so if Goggins is anything it's it's usually great. He he's playing like the main ghoul uh, yeah, in the show.
1: I I thought you were saying that like because Todd Howard's gonna be like an executive producer.
0: So, that like, I mean he
1: really that, wants to protect his IP.
0: That that too. Although I mean I don't know he doesn't really ha- like he doesn't have any like uh,
1: movie credits or movie or TV.
0: Like 'Cause that's the thing about The Last of Us is like, you know, um like Neil Druckmann was involved in like very like helping writing stuff, but then Craig Mason was the one like showrunning it, like who did, you know, did Chernobyl and Oh <laughs> but also did like a lot of like weird comedies before they like hangovers and stuff like that. But then obviously Chernobyl like proved like, oh, this guy is like a great like dramatic T V uh showrunner. But I mean but this one has lisa Joy, joined uh Jonathan Nolan along with Don Howard, so same dynamic, I guess. Yeah.
1: So it's not just Randos. Yeah. Did you see in the trailer uh, from the people who brought you two day shipping?
0: Yep. <laughs> was
1: so I, weird. I, I, I thought that was a movie or a show and I and then I realized, oh, they mean Amazon. Like it took me a second to get it.
0: They don't have another show they can promote? They, like they do not want to say like Rings of Power or uh... Well, I and mean, what else? What else? What else do they have, yeah, they have Reacher and they have Jack Ryan. But like, I don't, yeah, I guess <laughs> they they could kind have of figure out another show that would like match the tone of what Fallout is or something.
1: I guess not, because they don't want to credit like another thing where they want to credit like The Last of Us. They don't want to credit.
0: uh It's weird they didn't say like you know like from the from the, from the studio that brought you The Boys and like the. the Director, like the creators of Westworld, or something.
1: Yeah, that makes more sense.
0: They, just, they, just hit, they want to make that two day shipping joke, I guess, or something. Anyway, that, that's that's gonna be uh, April twelfth next year. Actually, the same day as Godzilla uh, X Kong. So you can you can go see like, Godzilla X Kong in theaters and come home and watch uh, Fallout. And then uh, last show from CCXP. Um, was we got the first trailer for season two of House of the Dragon, which uh, really was like one of the few shows that wasn't affected by like the writer strike or the acting strike because it was they had that uh, British like exemption where like they they were a different guilds so they didn't have to worry about like sag after uh, agreements or anything. So they've been they've been plugging along, um, and I think it was a, it was basically in like post production uh, when the strikes happened, but uh summer next year is when season two is 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 out um it looks like and it looks like you know typical you know typical game of thrones house of the Dragons stuff that we've we've uh come to know from the first season and the, the main show this this, this season is, is definitely it's it digging into the uh dance of the dragons the the, the you know targaryen civil war because we're in full on like the families are fighting each other now full on yeah, no holding
1: back. Well, I mean, they might when it comes to when they
0: finding each other attractive or something. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, look, yeah, it looks like we're we're definitely going to get some like ep- epic battles. Uh, you know, dragons burning armies to the ground, and dr- dragon battles, and ho- yeah, hopefully, it, hope it's a big like epic you know, war season. and that's going to be summer next year. They don't think that they haven't said like an official uh you know month or date yet, but hopefully that's coming uh, sometime soon. So yeah, so t- t- tons of stuff coming out of that uh, CCXP. That's that, it, I feel like in the like, last couple of years that's been like a hu- like that's been like a becoming like a huge like uh, other convention like um, lo- lo- tons of first looks and like first trailers come out of that convention now. I think it's worth for us to fly to media, to fly <laughs> go to Brazil. To, go fly to Brazil, yeah. Spend, like,
1: I don't know... Thousands of dollars. Thousands just to fly in, and then mm-hmm. I don't even know how the hotels work. Yeah. I know Brazil is constantly, like, a tourist destination. It's mm-hmm. just hot all year long, so... Going to Florida is, like, a problem sometimes, just because if you go anytime that's, like... It's either, like, super hot summer, it's cheap, or winter. Mm-hmm. But even then, now, people are more going to those kind of hot climates a lot more often.
0: And I don't speak Portuguese. Yeah. Well, speaking of Florida, Chris, um, we also the, the, probably the, the biggest trailer of the week by far is that we got the first trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6, which is going to Florida. It's going to take place in the entire fake state of Florida, or, like... Um, is it is it Leonida? Is the um yeah is the is the state is like the fake Florida state um in the Grand Theft Auto universe? Um yeah the, the 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 record uh most views in a single day uh for any video ever in the history of YouTube. And um well, coming it, in t- it
1: was. Do you think they leaked it on purpose, or do you
0: think I don't? I don't think they leaked it on purpose. They they were like they did that whole like it's gonna be out... you know they set the dates at the time. I I heard like I think the rumor like uh, the speculation is that there was like it was like the son or like a, a kid of one of the developers at Rockstar like their their parent like showed them the trailer like they had like a, somehow got copied the trailer and they're like trying to they're like tr- showing it off for like cred or something to their friends or like they like they're like. Look look how cool I am. I get the I got the Grand up Six trailer before everyone else does, and then that like leaked out. That's how I got leaked.
2: Man,
1: that's how you get like canned and blacklisted mm-hmm. from ever working on big creative projects. I get if you work for something that's probably not as cool, but you're pretty much blacklisted when you ruined a world premiere trailer. Indirectly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is weird. I really thought it was a joke, but then I saw it, I was like, I thought this was tomorrow. Like, I purposely try to avoid social media, like, posting and trying to do it on the day of that release, just because no one would be paying attention to anything besides GTA, rumors, speculations. But, I'm a fan. I, I I'm, you know, I, I pretty much liked almost all the GTA games, so... Yep. I'm definitely going to get it. Now, the issue is, do I care enough about the online? Because pretty much the first few months, people play GTA, and then it's all about the online support.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the the story's going to be super, I mean, there's going to be tons of, like, how long was GTA 5? Like, the story for that, like, that was at least, like, 20 hours, probably, or something like that.
1: Yeah, about twenty to thirty, depending I mean, if you save the money. Like GTA Five was hard and long if you weren't fat, if you just weren't doing a lot of side hustles to build up your inventory and then
0: unlock a lot of things that generate more money. Oh, it was it was it was thirty one hours to beat the main story, according to how long to beat. So, gotcha. so that, that makes
1: sense. It was longer that, because I I did side quests and then. I generated money. A lot of the trick, I don't know. I I play GTA like that. Like I I like to hoard the money early first.
0: But that, that I mean that's that's plenty of content. That like without if you, you, even if you didn't touch online at all, that's like well worth the price of it should.
1: No, I, I agree. The the only thing I am complaining about is that it it has so much hype behind it that it's just going to be a juggernaut of a release time, right? hmm And then this game's not going to go away. Like, do you, It's like, is it, do I need to play it now just so I can avoid spoilers? Like,
0: you know, when it comes out, should I just play it so nothing gets, like, ruined for me? I guess, I guess that'd be the one, yeah, you gotta figure out if you're okay waiting for it to... Drop
1: in price. Drop or price,
0: like, or, yeah. Make some sort of, like,
1: DLC pack. Because I bought GTA 5 when it was released. I got, like... I think, like, early bonuses, but... It doesn't matter, like, after the, so much... So many, much amount of time. It's just, alright, here it is. Yeah,
0: Well, if I didn't have any, like, story DLC, I just had, like, GTA Online at, like... The, some of the online stuff took place...
1: Post-GTA uh, 5.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: the story in line.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I, I kind of, like, skipped out of that, but... I'm not sure if uh, if some of those things were free or not. I feel like some of those DLCs were, like, every other one was free, but then everything else was, like, you have to pay for that pack. If you want to. I also know yeah. that GTA was making, like, hand over fists of so much, like, money. Of people just
0: micro-spending. Oh, they have. I mean, Rockstar has millions, if not billions, of dollars to like, like, like they have. They have basically unlimited money to do whatever they want with GTA Six. Like, just they can just spend like like ungodly amounts of money. It, it, it's like it doesn't matter, like, what the cost of anything is. They can hire. They can put. They can hire any like celebrity they want. They can get any music they want. They can like. Have the, like have the graphics be like as crazy as you want them to be. Like it's this is gonna be like this is just like unlimited money <laughs> the game.
1: Yeah, but there's so much hype of GTA Six that
0: basically you know they're gonna be printing money. Mm-hmm. So it's coming out in 2025. So it's still it still ways off. Um, it's gonna be on PS Five, Xbox Series X. um that's the only two uh, consoles they confirmed for there's no pc release as officially confirmed yet and there are two main characters this time uh jason and lucia who are a you know criminal couple running around uh leonida including including vice city and then other other uh fake florida uh areas and cities it looks like we're like we're going on the fake everglades and into like definitely like you know redneck florida <laughs> and um and it seems like they're also like leaning into like the like florida man florida like meme yeah. it's like like it's just like everything you've ever heard about coming out of florida sort of like like tiktok or like meme video you've seen of like florida like it's all like kind of included in this trailer and the, like the the whole the whole like swath of floor like the most like super you know like like you know high high end glitzy like yacht parties in Miami down to like mud bogging in like the, the swamp. Wait, what's mud bogging? Like like just like p- like people like off road you know off road buggies just like driving around mud like. Just, like... Call oh, that
1: mud bogging? Yeah. See, I just I'm a city boy.
0: Did not know there was that term, and it's g- like gators and going to the beach and like yes, I, I my my I wonder if there's um because a lot of it is like TikTok or like Instagram kind of like style videos. Do you think you're do you think you're actually gonna have like a fake like TikTok in the game that you like you could like pull your phone oh, up yeah. and just like watch like fake like TikToks on it or is that just I like a, a trailer mode
1: wise? probably there's people talking about like cool illegal stuff happening and then they're probably cut to that app
0: because mm-hmm. they had i think a version of twitter they definitely had like a myspace or
1: a facebook in yeah you, 4, i mean
0: you, you've, you've had a you've, you've had a phone you've had a phone since four like a smartphone since like four that's all you, you did all your menus and all your stuff and then yeah there was like apps on there that you could like i mean you, you could go on the web and like go to fake websites and all that stuff. You can order cars from, like, go to, the, go to like, whatever the car website is and order the car or whatever. So I, I, def- I definitely would not put it past them to have, like, some sort of, you know, f- you could, like, make, you, like, there's a fake social media or something going on that you could just, like, like, get lost. In. I mean, they've had, like, full, like, fake animated shows and, like, TV shows in like that you could, like, sit down and just watch for however long on, in, like, the other games, so... yeah but i mean this is going this is going to be like like one of the biggest media things of all time when it comes out so definitely definitely gonna, like we'll definitely keep an eye on it and uh i'm sure we'll both be playing it at some point in 2025 let's just pivot let's just be a gta 6 podcast it's, it's all we talk about it's just gta 6 every week
1: there was uh, tiktokers and You know those like YouTube shorts where all they specialize is some GTA or Red Mm -hmm. Dead Redemption let's plays. Mm -hmm. Yep, and I always think how long they have before the next game, and then they have to like pivot. Yeah, let's get on that early. Let's just Mm -hmm. rebrand everything GTA (laughs) six. Yep, I look forward to it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's weird that like we've grown up with GTA this long from our early childhood like you know middle school to now
0: i d- just I'm, I'm excited to see uh like you know modern vice city just see what that's like and see like see i'm sure they're, i'm sure they're gonna have like places that you recognize from the vice city but that now that it's like you know the modern 2023 2025 version of it but this is where
1: i asked you i think before where because they, the Vice City, the game, is actually in its own universe compared to the GTA Realism universe from 4 uh. onward. So none of that carries over. They might have some locations that may look like that, but there is no... Like Tommy Versetti. there is no history of that. Unless they recant that. Unless they say yes, that's all one shared universe now.
0: Well, I guarantee they're going to have... Um, was was it Star Island where like Tommy's like mansion was and stuff. I'm I'm sure there's I'm sure that I'm sure that, like Scarface Mansion is gonna be in this game that you can go to. Um I probably, probably probably some of like the nightclub and some of like the like other lo- locations that are, like that you actually went into in Vice City like will we'll be there.
1: Also, I'm gonna feel old when I I kinda miss the eighties music if I think about Vice City and it's not. It's just oh, like oh, the
0: modern time. they if they don't, if they don't have a, like a Vice City radio uh, station that does '80s music, then they've they've failed. <laughs> well, didn't didn't it, um didn't they add it in for like for, for uh, four like the Belldi Tony had the the Vice City radio station.
1: I don't remember. I kind of just like sped run through the ballad of Gay
0: Tony because there wasn't like there was like an there wasn't like an eighties or like an, kind of like a classic rock or like any kind of like classic pop kind of channel in, in four But then, uh, when Ballad of Gay Tony came out, that that was like one of the big things. It's like oh, like they, 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 there like the, um, the, the, the like eighties pop stations back. I think I, I think it was like Vice City Radio or something. or, like Vice City something. Yeah, they definitely they definitely need that back because that's like like obviously that's one of the biggest point <laughs> things that like your OG devices so like driving around at night with like Crockett steam blasting or something or I Iran. See, we've got so, enough for material to talk about a podcast. For <laughs> GTA. So, uh, other news that isn't trailers. Uh, we got some crazy news this week that. Uh, there is a Monster in My Pocket live-action TV series in developments. Remember, remember Monster in My Pocket? Ooh, it's yeah. back in TV form. So, not, not, not a whole lot of news. Um, so, it's Westbrook Studios, who has produced Bel Air and uh, Cobra Kai and Welcome to Earth um, and an ultra-rock which was like a like a that was one of the producers in the Transformers series. Those are the two companies behind this, and then, but not not really any like any like uh, you know details of, like what the show is or like what like it's going to be like what the plot is. I, I'm, I'm assuming something involving tiny monsters because that's the whole premise of the toy line. Is that it was like hundreds of hundreds of tiny monsters. they escaped and then like other monsters had to go get them well that was that was the premise of like the there was like one animated special back in the day that was like i think it was supposed to be like a pilot or like leading to a show and it never happened it was, so, so the only thing was that one special and then they, they did divide they divided the like the monsters up in the teams where it was i believe the vampire was the bad guy and then um or the or the where it was like something with like it was like Frankenstein like oh no because in the in the because uh, the NES game was based on the based on that special too so it was, it was like the vampire and like Frankenstein's monster were like the two heroes and then there was another there's another like monster that was like the villain and then they were like they all got shrunk down because of whatever evil scheme the the, the evil monster had. But I think the line toy- the toy didn't really have a plot, it was just like, here's a bunch of monsters, you can collect them and fight them if you want, but there's no, like, overarching mythology or anything. Except for, like, the mythology of, like, this is the creature from the Black Lagoon, or a creature from, like, like this monster, or, like, a werewolf. Okay. I don't,
2: I
1: don't, I don't, I don't think remember, like, the lore, I just remember, I thought it was monsters chasing other monsters small
0: monster that, well that, that's what they, that's what they tried to make like the the, the one animates that, that was because they had because they had to come up with some, some sort of plot for if they, if it was gonna be a TV show or a game but I think the actual toy was just here's a bunch of monsters
1: I had like four, four or five of those things
0: I had a, I had a ton of them because they didn't come in a pack you had to, like buy. well they well, they came in like, it was multiple, it was like, so there was some packs, it was like a pack of five, and then sometimes they had like a pack of like ten, and then they, they had a bunch of different packs, there was like multiple, uh, uh, you know, skews of, you get like a couple or a bunch or, um, you know, <laughs> two or three in a pack, five in a pack. Oh, and then, they did have a, they, they had a point system, so that was like the, the only kind of like gamified thing. It's like some of them, like, so like some of them, 25 points was like the most like the, the rare like big characters. And then some of them were like, common ones were like five points or something, so. But I don't I don't think they ever like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a game where you could like come up with the rules. It was just like, oh, these are rare. There were 25 points.
2: <laughs>
1: so it just re- all made up.
0: Yeah. Because it, was, it wasn't even, like... Because Muscle, at least, was, like... Oh, they're wrestlers? Because, yeah, it was, it was based on um, the anime. hmm But... And, and so that was, like... You, you're collecting these these creatures, but they're all wrestlers, and then you can, like, have wrestling matches. And then this... Like, Muscle in My Pocket was just a complete, like, mishmash of sci-fi and actual, like, folklore and fairy tales and, like, Greek myths and... Bigfoot, like you know, like cryptids that like might exist in the in the world. So yeah, so, so definitely curious how they're gonna turn that into a live action show. I would I would have to assume all the monsters are gonna be CG, and then there's will just be like kids or whoever is like interacting with the monsters. Be live action. Although if they had like actual. You know, guys running around in like monster suits. <laughs> that would be, that be. <laughs> they got shrunk. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. But yeah, we'll see. That. That's that's in development right now. So, uh, if you want, if you <laughs> ready for some, uh, some nostalgia, 90s, late 80s, early 90s nostalgia. And then last minute news for the week is that, uh, the accountant, uh, the Ben Affleck action movie from, I think that was twenty fifteen. That was, that was quite, quite quite a while, well a while ago. Uh, we're finally getting a sequel to that. They've been talking about a sequel for for a while. Um, Gavin O'Connor, who directed the first movie, has been working with Ben Affleck. They they actually they, they uh, reteamed it for uh, the way back, like that Ben Affleck b- basketball movie that came out a couple oh, of years ago. Oh,
1: one. Yeah. Yes,
0: so that was the same same director, Gavin O'Connor in. Ben Affleck obviously they t- reteamed, and while they were making that movie, they were basically talking about a, a, an accountant sequel. And now Amazon is producing the movie, so they're, they're uh, you know gonna basically fund it, and it'll be like a theatrical slash Prime Video release. Uh, obviously, they, they worked this year with Ben Affleck on Air. That was a uh, Amazon joint. So yeah, so they're talking about a uh, so a sequel to. Actually, they're talking about two sequels. They're talking about like a tr- basically t- turning us into a trilogy of movies. What? And uh, the, the second one, so, uh, Ben Affleck's going to be back to star, but they're also gonna, they're going to beef up uh, John Bernthal's role and have him appear more. And then, so, so, so the second one is going to basically going to be so the first one we like you know learned all about Ben Affleck, and the second one they're talking about is going to be we're going to find out what like kind of John Bernthal's character's backstory and like more about his character. And the third one's gonna be a full-on like team up between those two. They're gonna like team up Ooh. and do some sort of like final mission or something.
1: I'm okay with that. That's a good structure. I feel like if they were clever about it, they would have one movie where they pretty much introduce both characters. You don't know they're related, and John Berthol gets away. Like they actually never really meet. You know, more, like they keep missing each other, or John Berthol somehow like says, fuck this, I'm out. Like, before the final battle. Then the second movie, you find out, like, John Berthold, like, it's more about him without realizing what's the point of why we're we watching him.
2: hmm
1: And then the third movie is now they team up and they, you know, they're going against the person that knows their brothers and wanted to pit them against each other. Yeah. I re- I thought about that because I thought about the movie The Raid. hmm same kind of. I mean, I, I like the idea that the brothers are on two, two different sides. They come from two different worlds, and 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 like where their paths have been different. But now Jonathan, brother, <laughs> he he has like the same training as the accountant. It's just he's not autistic. Yeah, he can't actually do accounting.
0: That's that's the only weird thing. Like, well, one of the weird things about the The first movie, it, it's it's one of those movies where like autism is like a superpower.
2: Yeah,
0: where, where, that's like that's why that's why Ben Affleck is such a great like assassin slash accountant because he's forensic like forensic accountant, not, not just yeah. a
1: regular accountant. Because if they had a regular accountant, uh, Anna Kendricks would just be like, "No, like you have missing funds." The end.
0: Yeah, forensic
1: accountant was the pattern behavior that I guess it's really. I mean, I imagine it's really goddamn difficult, but he managed to do it
0: because I, I don't i don't i don't think that was the same year as like the predator but like that was also the thing in, in like the predator like the Shane black predator movie is like um oh no like, the, the, the autism is a superpower the, yeah because the predator was like he is the ultimate that's the ultimate like like he's the ultimate one be- of all of you <laughs> yeah he's the best human This yeah. small
1: child mm-hmm. well he was able Take to him, decode up
0: treble yeah yeah he, yeah, he was able to like, decipher the uh, Predator language, the Predator-like technology with his autism.
1: Which, hey, yeah, you know, more power to them.
0: But yeah, the, the first account was a fun, uh, you know, solid action movie, so I'd definitely be uh, interested to see more from if it's uh, more from that universe. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that's it it for news this week's why we jump into show and tell and Chris what have we watching over the last week or so here?
1: Uh last week uh we're busy with um convention stuff, so I didn't get to cram as much. Well, yeah. so before we talk about it, I've already mentioned PAX Unplugged.
0: Yeah, so we yeah, we were at PAX Unplugged last week in Philadelphia. We got to we got to check out a bunch of tabletop games.
1: So, like, we kind of came in there clean slate. No, not playing too many video games, not too, watching too many movies. Just more get ready to play board games. So, mm-hmm. I thought about it. If I had more time, I would watch a board game based movie
0: like Jumanji, <laughs> or um, the, the terrible Dungeons and Dragons movie, or
1: like was and
0: it Maces and Monsters with Tom Hanks? Yeah,
1: or uh, a movie about I don't know.
0: Chance and gambling. Zathura, the other, the Jumanji, like cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, But yeah, going in on PAX Unplug, uh, good time. Mm -hmm. Organization to get in was probably the worst thing. I think a lot of people have complained about that, but you can't, the convention itself, once you're in, not a problem. Like, we had a good time once we're inside. Yeah. Uh, Saw a lot of products that it becomes like a white noise which like even trying to go through the photos and upload it just like I have to decipher what product we're staring
0: at. Uh Yo, I feel I feel like this year there wasn't a lot of um IP like you know movie or TV IP out there. I feel like other years it, been there been like we we yeah. had to seek it out because we we played a few IP products
1: but for majority of the thing, it's all mostly original things. And, mm-hmm. like, no hype for IP products, which I don't mind, because sometimes you play a board game based on something, your expectations are pretty high about it.
0: Well, Maybe, the biggest, I mean, the, I mean the, big, the big IP thing now uh, for tabletop stuff is probably, like, like Lorcana, Disney, Disney like Magic the Gathering game.
1: Lorcana? Yeah, yeah it's more like tabletop trading games those are constantly ip like every time someone has a good idea for a card game system and then pretty much they get poached by some company that needs to merge um famous characters and rare card making into it Mm uh like magic pretty much owns that concept but now because they start dipping into like crossing over to other ips which I don't know how that works in the lore, but it works as a game mechanic. Disney pretty much cut out the middleman and just says, we've got so many characters and let's play around the lore, let's do that. And Pokemon, Pokemon doesn't need a team up anyone else. Pokemon is just Pokemon. But, yeah, it's insane. But, uh, I think this year we played a good healthy amount of, like, a mix of everything. Some years we play things that are heavy into battling systems this year i think we tested we played a lot of fun like party games party party games uh a lot of i guess like deduction but like only deduction game that stood out was of course love struck our Uh fun you know trying to find a perfect match and trying to see who is on your team and who's not and you learn that by social cues within the crowd that that's inspired
0: by uh Reality dating shows. Yeah, yeah.
1: Though, But you and I both played two different sessions that played out far different. One mm. was more basic, where everyone is playing, like, a tactician, the session you were in. And then the one I played, everyone was trying to tell, like, a giant, like, fantasy story about, like, our back lives and dating and then our preferences. It was a lot, man. Like, I played with, like, an aggressive amount of creative women that, uh, like again, told the whole world that when the game was over, I, I imagine, like, a whole life flashed before me. It was like that uh, episode of Rick and Morty, where you play as, like, Roy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what happened to me on a dating show. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we the only thing I didn't, I, I think we just didn't really spend a lot of time on is playing a lot more foreign games, like the first looks. Yeah. We had photos, but we just had no time to sit there and kind of figure out the rules, like with no guide or pull up pull out
0: Google Translate and like yeah. try to <laughs> I
1: remember last year we played one, it was just a matching game, or it's a simple um like you just roll dice and you get to the end of the board. But no, there was one there was like a complicated one. The one that I still can't figure out how to play was Cat Island. Because mm-hmm. that board setup was very complex. It was like ropes the one with... and strings. Yeah, the ropes
0: and... and like the wooden dowels and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Just
1: that seemed like a... its own party game of assembling the thing. But yeah, uh, we'll talk more about that hopefully next week uh, when the article gets formed and laid out and when I have time to post like the 200 photos
0: I. <laughs> yep. Stay tuned to the site for the, all that stuff. uh huh
1: uh, and yeah, for TV and things I've seen this last week, I watched all of Onimusha, the Netflix TV show, the adaptation of the Capcom video game,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I enjoyed it. I, um, I feel like the show's not really meant for the hardcore Onimusha fans, it's more meant as a fun, playful... Take on Onimusha that uh, I'm trying to phrase this correctly. That if you have just like the bare bones knowledge of Onimusha of okay he fights demons that's it, and this is its story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it as an anime it's fun, but as an adaptation it's not the best. And I think like they they really. I think they preference it. I think when we talk, people talked about it and stuff like that. Like they really try to tamper the expectation, where it's like, no, 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 it's inspired by. It's not a true adaptation, just because they decided to go for a different angle. uh, That I'm fine with what they did, but they made it seem like the. Do you know? Do you do you know like a bare bones basis of Onimusha, Zach?
0: I I just know. Like, like samurai fighting demons. Okay, okay. So in
1: the first few games of Onimusha, the thing is, like, there's a magical gauntlet that possesses the power of an Onimusha, which is a, like, a demon warrior, like an Oni, but it's like Onimusha is like you're a higher demon, and these are the demons that fight to vanquish Onis, and, and, and also, like, they are more guardians. But in the anime, Onimushas are bloodthirsty guardians that all they want to do is fight. They don't care about, uh, like, saving anyone. They just, they they want to eliminate the opposite demons. And they're not, like, corrupt, but it drains a lot out of the user who wields his power. They spend a lot of time... Kind of humanizing the cost of giving into this ultimate power, which in the original game, like they kind of hint at if you, if you, you know, kind of do this too long and you aren't honorable, like other Onimusha warriors have gone rogue, but that's get granted because you're just, you have power, like power corrupts. However, in this version, they, uh, the person who gets the gauntlet to allow him to fight the demons is Mimoto uh Oh my god, my might mispronouncing his name. Uh Musashi. It's uh like a very famous Japanese samurai who uh invented sort of like this discipline and his own sword style and and uh yeah, like, he, he, he's pretty much, like, a famous real character.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, this is him outside of his prime. He's actually older now. He kind of is famous for surviving through these hard times, and he still kind of sees himself as, like, an, a relic from the past. So him taking this job is sort of his, like, his return to the, like, the times he's most, like, meant to live in. So, he uh, he's drawn to the gauntlet just because he he feels like he needs to step up his mission that he's doing, because he, some Japanese lord asks him and, like, four other samurais to go and stop this rogue other, like, samurai, and the show, like... He knows somehow, like, ahead of time. And they don't really establish that. He just shows up and asks for the gauntlet. And he does, like, a battle test for it. He wins, of course. Because if he didn't, the show would be over, like, an episode. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then he doesn't quite know when to use it. But he's aware that he should get it. So there's, like, a plot hole. But uh, it's forgivable. Like, he's never had the gauntlet before. He's just been told it's a lot of strange stuff. And he goes, oh, strange stuff? Like, I go get this gauntlet. This should help out, but we'll find out what it does later. You know, like it's very like a MacGuffin, and he um he tries to fight without it for most of the series. He'll put it on if it's like it's like a it's like a Power Ranger thing where he doesn't just call the Megazord immediately. He he waits and tries to do like a lot of fighting before he goes. All right, shit, it's getting worse. Give me the gauntlet. And the series is about their journey like him and a few other samurais plus a orphan villager girl that joins them to stop this other samurai and th- this like secret uh, I don't know like it's so bare bones in that since I'm summing it up but some sort of secret plan that is just like supposedly going to throw Japan like an endless war and then like teaming up with demons for this so that like basically the world's gonna be in chaos and Onimusha like I, and then uh, Musashi realizes that by the end you know he's like oh shit that's not what I want like as much as I want battle and I'm, I'm meant for it like I want to get out of it I know what I want at the end is not to keep doing this so like the movie the, the show has like a message um, but If you were thinking it would be closer to the games the games were nothing like that by the end even in four games and a few spin-off games they they pretty much just said okay it's a tool the guardians want to see if you're worthy they'll give you the power but it's totally up to you to like you know use it discretionally and it's not going to harm you where in the tv show the gauntlet kind of becomes like its own like entity where it's like, Oh, like shit, it's talking to him. It's demanding things. It, um, it, it, it has a very kind of like sinister goal, but in the way they presented, it, it's like, no, he needs the gauntlet. Like he's not going to be able to win against straight up demons. Like even he, as, mu- he as, as much as he is, he's not who he was anymore. And like, he's fought humans up until now. He's fighting legit demons, so use the gauntlet. And...
0: This sort, of, sort of sounds like, um, do you remember the, like, Shinobi, like, PS2 game?
1: Yeah, the sword, where he has the a sword, constant the sword, brain. It, yeah, yeah
0: the, so- the sword is like has, like, some sort of, like, anti- like demon in it or something that needs to, like, feed on blood.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't feed on, like...
0: It'll start it, feeding on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This
1: doesn't have that. It's very weird because by the last episode, the gauntlet becomes like sort of it's um, it becomes kind of like a not an enemy, but definitely its own goals. And I don't know, like that. That to me was just like, all right, it's falling apart. Thank God is the last episode because they they kind of wrote themselves in a corner. I. Didn't quite understand why they had to do, make it so like kind of like they did like a, a few last minute twists at the end, which was interesting. But then I realized, wait a minute, like this is the last episode. This is like half an hour left. Like, what's going on? So they keep doing that. I don't want to spoil it completely because I feel like it's still worth watching just for the style animation.
0: Uh yeah, and... no, deb- yeah. It's definitely it's definitely because of the animation, and also because um. Uh, Takashi Mike is like the showrunner, like the main person behind yeah. it and
1: again, he, he, he plays around with gore, he has a good sense of like, absurdity when it comes to violence and humanizing people, so nothing feels quite out of place he's like a good master of that he knows that basically when violence happens it should be shocking however, when it's repetitive violence it's just like, hey, like you're a warrior violence is going to happen. I understand this. you're not a warrior that this kind of is happening, you know, like his, his movies and his style, when it happens, it's happening because of like your profession or, you know, you're in a situation by sort of a choice or, you know, like it, it Yeah, it's not like here's this random guy who doesn't un- understand his destiny. No, like this guy totally me, uh Musashi is a warrior. But now it's like, do you keep want to keep fighting forever? And he thought he did, but like he realizes that like the guys who always do like never live well. So, you know the the series is good like that. Um, action wise, pretty fun. In every episode, I think every other episode has like a great scene and 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 has um, some amazing like you know. Camera work, but once it starts getting to like, co- like very anime level cartoony, you you kind of lose that you're watching an onimusha. And now you're just watching like a regular anime. Uh, and lastly, they use the scan of a very famous Japanese uh, actor. Uh, he's the, yeah, I forgot his name too. Uh, oh, it's it's the, the Mifune. Yeah, yeah. Famous for Seven Samurai. Yeah. Uh, Yajimbo. Yeah, uh, also, maybe... Did he ever do a Musashi movie? No, he did. I think he did. So, you know, it's fun to see his vo- thing, but because he looks kind of
0: realistic, everyone else looks like way more fake. Oh. <laughs> like, they like, put all the effort in him, and then everyone else is kind of like, generic yeah, anime. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like fan art, and then you see him, and he looks like he looks nothing like the anime character kind of guys, but you get like a big bubbled-eyed girl, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. So they didn't keep the style consistent, but I get it. They, they want to make him stand out. Uh, on that, um, kind of a show that you need to... If you don't like it by the second episode, it's going to get harder to watch, but I think it's clever i think uh most people agree but as a standalone product if you come in playing the games thinking it's going to be a great adaptation really step it back however as a standalone that doesn't that kind of uses the original source for its own ways it's entertaining you know like it's not like it completely off rails and doesn't make any sense they i think they chose a very fun basis of like these group of guys need to stop this small group of guys and like they keep getting challenged by like not by a lot of numbers but just by more increased like demon support so it's like they keep battling one or two guys that are just like giving them a run for their money
0: so i like that oh this is this is also part of like netflix's bizarre release strategy where it's like anamushi came out in the second of november and then Literally the next day, Blue-White Samurai came out in the third. <laughs>
1: oh, so that's I, I'm like watching that now as a follow-up. Mm-hmm. And same goddamn tone almost. Same kind of... Shru- not the same structure, but the fact that it's very samurai-based, and there is a little bit of... Um, uh, of just sort of like overlap. Mm-hmm. But different, different tone. Different tone, different specialty... There's no gauntlet so far in Blue-Eyed Samurai, there, but there is a magic sword.
0: But it's just, it's just, it's so bizarre. They were just like, yeah, two samurai things, like, would they day of each other? Sure, whatever. We don't yeah, care. They were tragic.
1: Like, that's why I try not to marathon them together. I, I gave it, like, a good amount of time apart, but...
0: Yeah, you don't yeah. want to, like, give them time to breathe, like, to these two, and like, then, kinda very similar yeah. things. To, like... And then, if I talk
1: about it, I'm confusing the two. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that, that's it for me. So um, the main thing I watched is actually something you showed me, Chris, when we uh, actually we came back from the, the con, um, which was another Netflix thing, uh, Saturday morning All Star Hits, aka Smash, which came out uh, two years ago on Netflix, yeah. and then kind of like no one talked about. It. I th- like you're like the only person that's like seen it or talked about it. <laughs>
1: I'm just like how's it not talked about. Have you not seen the the love and care for this thing?
0: Yeah, so uh, this is this is from Kyle Mooney, um, who you know is was on SNL up, up until 2022 like, from 2020 to 2022. Um, He also wrote for like Nathan for you, like uh, yeah Nathan for you, and then he's been he's done, he's done a bunch of uh, like voice stuff and um, a, like a bunch of comedy. Like, he's been on a bunch of comedy stuff. <coughs> He's, he was on, like, of Development, like, the newer, the newer ones, and he was in, like, he, he did some Drunk History episodes where, like, he was the one, like, telling the story of, of whatever, like, historical event it was. Um, and and then the other thing, that one, I think the thing that, like, ties closest to this is he uh, wrote and starred in Brigsby Briggs Bear, which came out in uh, 2017, which is also kind of like this, like, meta kind of childhood television program kind of thing that that briggsie bear was like this guy who was like he was like, like trapped in a bunker like he lived in the bunker with his parents and the only show he could watch was this like educational show called briggsie bear and then when he gets out of the bunker he is like he's a, he like tries to um he finds out like briggsie bear wasn't real it, it was just a, a show like his like parents made up to like play for him in the bunker but then he's trying to like make it like he's trying to like make a like actually make it as a tv show now now he's out in like the real world So that that was that was like kind of like like Cummins like kind of first f- foray to like, these like weird nostalgia kind of like playing off nostalgia for childhood, uh, television shows and stuff like that. Hmm.
1: I'm gonna check out Birdie Bear.
0: But I, I think that that one definitely had like kind of a darker tone. I think and *Saturday Morning All Stars* is definitely like a l- lighter, even though it has it has a great like surreal mix of. Like, it'll be, like, it'll just have, like, this, like, super upbeat, like, opening, like, uh animation style or, like, theme song. And then cut, smash cut hard to, like, j- adult, like, serious drama. Like, r- pretty, much, pretty much right off the back because, like, the first cartoon they um show is a show called Randy, where it's about this dinosaur that, like, has, is, like, friends with a group of teenagers. And it's supposed to, it's, like, a parody of Denver the Last Dinosaur, which is, like, a, like, a, ridiculous like 80s, 90s cartoon about this like dinosaur who plays like rock music and stuff like that
1: I thought it was something else I thought it was based on like do you remember that
0: like gum that like the dinosaurs would sell it's like a purple egg May well they're actually I mean there there was like like a, a show about like a dinosaur that like befriends kids like that was Denver the last dinosaur that was like an actual I do show no
1: that's actually a real thing yeah
0: and he like he, like he played like a he played a guitar like he wore sunglasses like it was it's every everything that like, they're like like doing in Randy is like straight out of like Dead The Last Dinosaur. Really? but like but the best the best part is like they had this like, th- that first episode of that show it, it's like the super upbeat wacky like uh theme song and then like, hard cut to like Randy and his girlfriend having this like like serious like breakup conversation <laughs> Yeah, it's
1: juxtaposition of the two different tones of tragedy. I I I, I which,
0: which I love that's one of my favorite things that like just like something this like super light thing, but then like make it like super dark and like serious for your like out of nowhere. It gets
1: darker, but like I said, it it's sort of just like it, it's sort of grounded in that reality sense of of just like, oh, they're breaking up and it's not because of some dumb thing, it's uh it's like they're growing apart and it sucks yeah. to
0: see. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's also it's, it's it's pace like it's perfectly paced where like right like right when it gets like super serious a little smash cut to like like a like a commercial or like a like back to like the, the wacky hosts It's just like whoa that was crazy bro <laughs> like which which Kyle Mooney plays both both the the twin brothers who host the show Skip and Trey he plays both of them
2: Yep. Yeah. and then.
0: I, lo- I love all like the, the, the meta. There's like this meta storyline going on, through, like like throughout everything, where one of the brothers becomes more famous just for, like he has like a cameo on one of the shows, and then starts becoming like, like like he basically takes over that one the one show he's on, and then it becomes like he, it's a movie, and then like he becomes the famous one, and then like like the network's like pumping him up, and then like ignoring his brother, even though they're, they're like literally doing the same exact thing. And then all the all the other like just like this other like weird like meta narrative about like the sitcom star that got murdered.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it, I I wish we could have finished it in one sitting because it kind of pays off if you pay attention to everything like that. I finished it in I think like three days, yeah, mm-hmm. just watching it bit by bit. And then because I kind of forgot the subtlety, and because like you can, there's like pros and cons if you like marathon it, but the purpose is that if you watch it in the way it's presented in the meta lore, you get what I mean.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think the last episode we watched together was um, the, the one is, it's it turns into, like, a, it's instead of, like, it, it kind of, like, breaks the format for, like, an episode and it turns into, like, a it's, like, the news show that's in this universe. Yep. Again, there's a lot of creativity in this that I'm a shock that they
1: just... They they dropped
0: the ball on the marketing. Yeah, because I, I never heard of it until you were like, oh, have you heard of this? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, and it's and it has like like a legit voice cast. Like, it's got like a, like tons of like recognizable voice actors that you know, like um, Eric Bauza and Pamela Adlin and uh, like Maurice LaMarche and uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, and then also like Paul Rudd is like the main guy for like the the, like, Care Bears parody show, like, Crater Crittles. Which, which that, which that is just, like, Crater Crittles is, is just, like, n- like, next level insane. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
1: I, I, you watch, I think you finished the, like, they don't make any more of that in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's another show.
0: The <laughs> We're Crid-O- just, like, 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 the one episode where, like, it's just, like, the one episode ends where, like, Paul Rudd's a character's wife, like, finds the Creator Crittles, and she's like, we're getting a divorce. That's how the episode ends. Cut to, like, the super upbeat, like, Creator crittles theme song. Yep.
2: Just
1: just no reason, Just you know, if you lie to me, divorce.
0: Yep. My only, my only complaint, which I think you said, like, they like, they don't. They don't really like. They do some throughout the whole show, but like, I I do wish there was a, a couple more commercials sprinkled in throughout each one, because commercials are so good and they're like so, like well, you know exactly what they're like like parroting when they do it. But it's it, 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 every every time they like cut to, like commercial, quote unquote, it's like one commercial for, like and like it's like pretty short, and they then they cut back to like the cartoons or the the actual show, like the Smash show.
1: You wish that there was more for
0: that. Yeah. Like, my, like my favorite thing, like definitely my favorite thing of the ones we watched, is that that, that tr- the trailer for that movie, like the, what was it, Video Game Wizard, <laughs> the Video Game Wizard, where it's just like it just keeps building and like changing the plot every like t- like thirty seconds <laughs> in the trailer. Which I think I think there's other I think there's other like fake trailers and like some other stuff that I haven't seen yet, but like um, I, they're they're all so good and like so specific and like so great. Like I just I would, I would want more. Of the, I just want more of that. I, I think i mentioned to you like there's like um I don't I, I, don't, I don't I don't i think it got taken off shutter i don't think it's not shutter anymore but there was a um this like kind of mockumentary movie called WN, wnuf halloween special that was like a parody of like a local news kind of halloween special where like they send a reporter to a haunted house and that had like the, like i would say like 60 percent of that movie or like 40 percent of that movie was like fake fake commercials for like local businesses and like if and if you lived in like kind of like the tri-state area like you know like like where we live like you know like new york jersey philly like that mid atlantic kind of area like you know you if you watch like if you watch that movie you, you knew specific, exactly what they're like parodying because you've seen like the local lawyer commercial that's terrible or like the local restaurant commercial that's terrible so yeah, that that that'd be my only complaint. Is like, just like a couple, a couple more like uh, you know, fake commercials or fake movie trailers. Like commercials for toys. that are terrible, like insane.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I, I'm i I'm definitely gonna finish it. I'll definitely I mean, probably by the time we, uh <laughs> next week's episode I'll probably have finished it. And it's, it's yeah, it's just, like it's just like I I love like that like that tone of like like like. The surrealness of it, and the like juxtaposition of like super upbeat and like colorful, and then just like hard one eighty smash to like adult, deadly serious, like dr- dramatic, like this it it turns like a full on drama now, but it's like cartoon bears or a, 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 a cartoon dinosaur with a backward baseball cap. <laughs> That like I loved like um, Channel One Hundred One like the uh, Dan Harmon show that was on VH One like way back in the day. Um, they did that a lot on that show too. Especially like they they had an animated show called Mr. Sprinkles that was like always like the, the, it was like the because the, the whole premise of that show was like you'd vote on what, what thing you want to see and, like come back next week. And so like Mr. Sprinkles like ran through the entire like show like length of that show because everyone everyone just kept voting it back every week.
1: He was essentially like a cat in the hat.
0: Yeah, it was Cat in the Cat, but then it got it got super, like, super dark, super serious. It was it's, it's basically, it was definitely, Randy has the same kind of, like, Randy on this show has, like, this kind of very similar tone where it's, like, this, like, ridiculous character, but, like, dead, like, super depressing, horrible, like, real life, like, situations are happening to him. So yeah, I just I I, def- I love I love that kind of tone, where it's just like that, like that like mix up mash up of like goof, goof. This is this should be goofy, but it's but it's weirdly dark and serious. Yeah, should have
1: watched it, but glad you like
0: it now. Yeah, Nef- Netflix dropped the ball on that one definitely. So, but yeah, if if you, if you haven't seen it, definitely head over to Netflix Saturday morning all star hits. Check that out, especially if you're a, especially if you grew up watching like eighties and nineties like Saturday morning cartoons. Like, there's going to be, like, they, they they do such a good job of just, like, perfectly replicating what, like, it, w- when you see something, you know exactly what they're, like, talking about. Like, like the, the, like the one show with, like, the comedian that's, like, Bobby's World, it's just like, oh, I, obviously, this is, like, the exact, like, tone and, like, the style of it is exactly Bobby's World. But and so
1: it's if, the horrible idea.
0: Yeah. And, like, the horrible, the horrible, like, flaw of that episode. And yeah, and like, like the Thundercats episode, like parody. It's so like if you if you grew up if you grew up in like love like that kind of era of like cartoons, you, you you're going to know exactly what they're parodying. and then you'll be like, wow, they nailed they nailed the tone of this. So uh, that'll do it for me this week. So like, when we wrap things up, uh, definitely head over to the site. We got all of our usual news and features. We got all the trailers we talked about earlier up on the sites. You head over check all those out. Uh, Like we mentioned, we're going to have our packs Unplugged kind of con report up soon, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Actually, stay tuned later this month. We're also going to have our uh, December commentary, our movie commentary, which is going to be Home Alone 3. We're going to do our annual tradition of watching a Home Alone movie. We've we've seen the best. We've seen the worst. Now we're seeing the rest. I (laughs) I I don't know.
1: I think the worst was like this isn't the worst. This isn't the best either. This no, this is it. Like... This is this is the rest. This is... Yeah, yeah. I, I'm also thinking this is a very unappreciated one now because I hated it as a kid, but as an adult now, I'm like, if I've seen the worst, I'm like, this one's not bad. At least the tones. Yeah, there.
0: we 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 we've seen Home Sweet Home Alone, so anything is better than that. <laughs> I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen like four or five, but I I have to imagine they're better than Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're going to watch that and then stay tuned for that. That'll be up right before Christmas as our uh, our gift to you. And uh, all the other reviews and features and everything else up on the site uh, is up there. So head over, check all that stuff out. And uh, yes, yeah, so over, I'm Zach. And for, for, for Chris, I'm Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EVAction on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.